Hello, I'm your host, Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by Citilets and Arla Property Mart Scotland. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citilets.co.uk. Joining me today is Manager of Persevere Developments Limited, known as PDL, Mark Hasty. Morning, Mark. Good morning, Gillian. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Now, PDL is a wholly owned subsidiary of Port of Leith Housing Association, known as POLHA. So tell us a bit more about POLHA, you know, its mission and how long it's been in operation for. Sure. Well, POLHA is a registered social landlord, or RSL, and charity, and has been providing affordable homes to support the social housing market since 1975. Um, We have about 100 staff members, many of whom have been with the organisation for over and around 10 years, which is testament, I believe, to what a good place to work it is. Um, It's a well-known and respected brand in the city. And um, as far as the mission goes, um, it's to make a positive impact on people's lives in Leith and the North Edinburgh area um, by providing affordable homes and services and creating brilliant communities. Yeah, well, Poha offer, offer a variety of services, so tell us a bit more about these. Uh, sure, well, aside from Poha's social housing tenancies, uh, which they provide and build homes for, uh, we now have three subsidiary organisations under our wing offering more specialist services. Um, Those include a private rented sector landlord, which is Persevere Developments Limited, um, offering largely MMR tenancies, Mm -hmm. and a community initiatives and social enterprise company, Key Community Improvements. And then we've got a multi-trades repairs and maintenance company, which is TB Mackay Energy Services. Okay, so so when was PDL created then and, and why? Um, PDL was created in 2010 to help generate more mid-market rental opportunities in Edinburgh. Um, It's a wholly owned private subsidiary of Port of Leith Housing Association and so it allows greater flexibility in funding and uh, further leasing and development than the parent association's charitable status may otherwise allow. Um, And this means simply we can build more homes faster Um, So the properties are built to a high level of quality and spec. So what's on offer uh, to those who may otherwise be unable to afford to rent in the PRS open market uh, is a comfortable home in a convenient location with good transport links, which is the important things to many. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a group, Polha is passionate about reducing our emissions right down and being totally environmentally friendly wherever we can. Uh, so with each new development that's built, we're looking to improve on that. And um, that's in order to meet or exceed with the government targets in that regard. Um, obviously, Edinburgh is an ancient city. A lot of the homes naturally may not have insulation or greener energy use measures or a healthy EPC rating, quality windows and so on. Um, So these new and modern developments are a much needed boost to the city's um, ailing stock Uh, and it's important as an industry we continue to invest in building new developments whilst older properties in the city sadly teeter towards um, demolition or the need for demolition as as they age beyond their efficient use. 
Um, so we need to ensure that there are enough homes to backfill those and to cater for the current and indeed growing housing need. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 10% of POHA's affordable homes, they're for mid-market rent, which is known as MMR, you know, through PDL. So mm. what's PDL's operating model? So... Um, Port of Leith Housing Association build the properties and PDL then lease them from Polha in order to rent them out on a mid-market rent basis to those on low to moderate income levels. Uh, Polha then also provides a range of letting agent services to PDL in order to support the management of those properties. Um, PDL does have its own staff and they facilitate the tenancies applications, referencing, deposit management, um, tenant communications, complaints, arrears management, and, and so on and so forth. Um, but it does give our customers a great level of service because they have a familiarity in who they're dealing with. Um, and we have a pretty strong working relationship with our customers as a result. Okay, well, can you explain then to our listeners more about MMR itself and the differences between it and social housing? Also, what are the demographics of the tenants and the kind of eligibility criteria? Sure. So mid-market rent properties are available um, to those on low to moderate incomes. Um, it specifically supports those members of the public where the maximum household income, whatever the composition of the household, um, be it a single person or a small family, is £45,443 annually. Right. Um, and this is reviewed by local government regularly. Um, and for PDL, the, the main difference between social housing and MMR uh, used to be that as an applicant, you had to be working. Um, and we didn't accept uh, anyone who uh, was in receipt of, for example, benefits or universal credit payments as payment for their rent. They had to evidence an income stream through work. Um, but that's no longer the case. We, we no longer discriminate um, based on someone's employment status. Uh, they just need to verify their income, whatever that's made up of, um, that it's enough to enable them to afford living there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and for our properties, that's currently three times the annual rent. Um, so we also introduced, just to make the properties more accessible to more people, um, use of guarantors. So if their income um, over the year is perhaps a little shy of, of the minimum required, we would allow them to use a guarantor in okay. support of their application. Um, and it just means that you know more people can apply and uh, we're not excluding anybody. Um, and the other main difference which remains is that MMR is available on a private residential tenancy mm -hmm. basis only and uh, social housing is a Scottish secure tenancy. So, I mean, it's, it's all housing and affordable housing at the end of the day, but the two have some differences in terms of notice periods and um, various different clauses within the agreements as well. Um, and um, you asked about demographics. Yes, uh -huh. um, Our MMR customers are a fairly diverse mix. Um, some are self-employed, single professionals, couples, families. Um, there are those in receipt of a pension, those who are no longer working or just you know between jobs not currently working. Um, but as I said, it's vital we don't discriminate and we have an open and fair policy with all the applicants. Um, which in turn helps to ease the social housing crisis. Yes. Well, you know, what pro properties are available 
Um, obviously, just now there's a, a huge kind of stock yeah. um, supply problem. But what properties are available, and where can prospective tenants find them? And also, just tell me about the application procedure itself. Sure. Um, well, currently this morning I had a look online, and there didn't seem to be any showing for Edinburgh at the moment. But they do tend to come on and fly off extremely quickly because of the demand. Um, so. Uh, Persevere Developments, we've got um, properties throughout Leith and North Edinburgh at the minute, um, all currently occupied, and we use City Lets as our advertising tool. Um, you may have heard of them. Yeah, the big um, bell. Actually, they're really good. I, know, I know really who you're talking good. about. <laughs> um, and we've also got an application form on that site so that people can download it really easily. Um, and they've also got a, a great tool where tenants can, if they've missed out on a mid-market rent property when it was advertised, um, they can click on Edinburgh mid-market rent and then send me properties like this so that the minute we advertise a new property, they get an email or a text notification and um, then they get back in touch. So it's, it's really useful. So what we do is if we have a new development, for example, um, we'll advertise each property type. So one one bed, one two bed and one three bed. We let the applications come in um, and uh, we deal with them in date order. Um, if any of the applicants wouldn't get through the process, we'll contact them to say why. Um, if we could maybe support them through them having a guarantor, we'll explain that part of the process to get them through. Um, and um, we only accept applications when a property is live. Otherwise, we, we would literally be flooded with um, you know applications to, to work through. Mm -hmm. So we do tell people when the property is advertised, do get back in touch and um, you know they, they can download the application from the City Let's website or our own website. Perfect, ideal. Well, City Let's latest report for quarter three showed Edinburgh's average rents at an all-time high of 1,157 mm, per month. Mm -hmm. yep, yep. So obviously highlight, highlighting the need for um, more affordable homes mm. um, than, than ever before. So how do you manage the unprecedented demand? It's very difficult. I mean, it's um, it's something I think that will be with us for a, a very long time yet. Um, we're simply not building enough affordable mm -hmm. homes to keep up with the demand. And I, I speak, uh, you know, as an industry, it's, you know, enough isn't being done yet. But um, the PRS open market in Edinburgh has been through a tumultuous time in recent months. Um, we've seen stock levels deplete mm -hmm. rapidly. I think it was the end of quarter two and during quarter three um, to, you know, around about 70% less than what yeah. it would normally be at that stage in the year. So all the key player letting agents in the city had a handful of properties available rather than the, the usual between 50 and 70 for that time of year. So, yeah, quite, you know, quite crazy unknown territory there. And it really is a landlord's market when that happens. Um, so what I'd been hearing was tenants were calling up agents looking to effectively bid, you know, I'll pay higher if I can get the property because there were so many people after one flat. Um, so, you know, that that has pushed rents up. That's what happens. There's undersupply and, you know, it's it's an unfortunate thing for tenants who are searching. A good thing for landlords. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the only people who benefit. But um, we do get a great amount of um, interest from applicants who are waiting on affordable uh, accommodation coming up and they can be on various wait lists, you know, throughout the city with different agents or um, 
or whoever else and uh, so we just refer them back to City Let's because we work with that um, really efficiently so uh, as soon as they as soon as we put the property on they will be notified it saves us quite a bit of work yeah. too it's good for us and um, you know if they have sent in an application and we know that a property is about to be marketed we will hang on to it you know and just let them know look we can do nothing about it until um, and then you would have to email again to say that you're still interested. Um, so it's it's one of those things. It's mm-hmm. it's really difficult because there's simply such an undersupply. Mm-hmm. And so um, much demand. So much demand, yeah. Well, Edinburgh City Council has committed to building 20,000 new affordable homes over the next 10 years by 2026. So do you think this target's feasible and how how is PDL working towards this vision? So Paul has now invested about 210 million in our key areas and some uh, 4,000 tenants now call one of our properties home. Um, you know, and that's something we're committed to growing definitely in the, in the months and, and years to come. In terms of this council target being achievable, I do hope so. Um, and I know you had Daryl McIntosh on Let's Talk yeah. recently mm-hmm. and um, he very wisely mentioned about the properties which are due to be pulled down is the council deducting mm. these figures you know from the new build homes they're planning to to build it's a good point um and uh, edinburgh's population grows every year and um we'll have to see what the next census shows um how much that's been dented following brexit i i don't know but generally there are never enough affordable homes to support its residents and um, there are thousands of people on waiting lists throughout the city, as I said. So we work with that vision in mind and um, we're keenly aware of, of how high the demand is um, for these properties. And um, we're looking to continue to invest in the supply of affordable homes to boost the projected achievement of the, of the council. Um, and we're also thinking of exploring developments, new developments outside of our current key areas um, which are Leith and, and North Edinburgh, and um, look to other areas of the city, perhaps, which you know could benefit from regeneration and uh, regrowth too. Okay, well, given that PDL is a wholly owned private subsidiary of the association, does this allow then for greater flexibility in areas, say that the parent association's charitable status would otherwise allow? It does indeed, and um, chiefly in terms of funding and financing. Uh, that's one of the main reasons PDL was established, so that we could have greater access um, to this to build more affordable homes. Um, somewhere between 30 and 50% of our annual spend on building new properties comes from local government and City of uh, Edinburgh Council grants, and the remainder is from private finance. Right. Well, Polha, with PDL, saw the opening of the latest development in September um, down on Edinburgh's waterfront, which is part of, obviously, the the city's large-scale regeneration programme. So can you tell us more about this development and and the key features of these modern homes compared to, you know, older ones in the city? Sure. Well, these homes are fantastic. I mean, it's a wonderful community development. Um, The main differences compared to perhaps your run-of-the-mill tenement block in the city are... um, 
because they're so new, they've all got the double glazing, full gas central heating, uh, well insulated, a healthy EPC rating mm. to save on fuel costs. Um, some have balconies overlooking the sea and the harbour, um, built-in wardrobes, big windows letting in lots of light and uh, masses of storage space. Um, and it's the little things like that that mean so much to people, you know, and um, it can actually make you move house if you haven't got enough storage, can't it? Yeah, so, a lot of the old tenements don't. And they don't, But you can invade yeah. them for presses and things, but there's That's not right. really, you know, any big cupboards or what, you know, yeah. there really is a storage problem. Skinny often. little things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, the development itself has a sunlit communal garden square where residents can meet Children can play, um, and it's private, so no one can enter from outside without the use of a security That's fob, um, which is a comfort to the, to the residents. And um, rather than the flats being reached by a communal stair only, um, they have open walkways between the entrance doors, which overlook the garden area. Um, and it's just got this really nice sort of community feel to it. It's, uh, it's really quite special. Um, there are three bed duplexes all on the ground floor, um, which are all occupied by families. And then on the upper floors, it's a mixture of one and two bed flats. Um, some slightly different shapes and sizes than the others, but all generally the same, mm -hmm. same size um, with different sort of dimensions. And, um, you know, a lot of them have the sea views and it's, it's uplifting. So it's a really nice, nice place to stay. A little bit sparse at the moment, but there are plans for that to be developed oh. in the future. You know, mm -hmm. the, the development's part of a much bigger picture. And um, the Edinburgh Marina uh, Group have plans to further extend um, onto the waterfront area with a luxury hotel, um, further accommodation and um, shops, bars, restaurants, um, a uh, doctor's surgery or, or health centre type thing. And um, it's really going to become a, a brilliant, vibrant mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. It's taking shape. There's a few schools down there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there are. I mean, there are a, a few schools to choose from there, but um, who knows? Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, further schools, mm -hmm. maybe another thing in the pipeline. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what other developments then do PDL have to offer for MMR and, and what new developments are in the pipeline? Uh, so right now we've got 13 locations, um, which are all let on a mid-market rent basis currently, some 362 properties. Um, next year, scheduled to complete are a further two developments, um, and that's given us 58 properties to the market, taking the total MMR stock to 15 locations and 420 Good. properties. Um, and the following year, a new development currently still in build at Granton Harbour, it's actually adjacent to the one that we've just, um, just filled, uh, will bring a further 130 mid-market rent properties to to market. So we're very excited about that. Um, and our total mid-market rent stock then will be 550. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a decent percentage yes, of our total stock. And um, there are other developments in play which will complete in subsequent years. And of course, as a group, we're looking to invest wherever we can um, uh, further and in, in to provide mid-market rents and affordable accommodation. Um, and it is an exciting time for us as an organisation. It is such a rewarding role that we have um, being part of um, an organisation that provides this, you know, and um, much needed accommodation in this way. 
Indeed, indeed. So mid-market rent properties like these being developed in the thousands over the coming years between um, Polha and other providers uh, offers tenants a comfortable home uh, using low or zero emission heating systems, eventually, you know, well insulated, saving their money, um, improving carbon footprint, and most importantly, it's a property that they can actually afford to live in, uh, in a brilliant location, in a wonderful city, and um, that's what we're looking to keep providing as we grow. Fantastic. Well, Paul Ha and PDL's vision, and you know, as you mentioned, focuses on community. So tell us a bit more about the community aspect and you know, what strategic goals do you have in place then to support this? Okay, well, <clears throat> some strategic goals that we operate to, um, which have the community aspect in mind, um, involve maintaining and growing services for and in local communities um, to support healthy living and address things like social deprivation, isolation, exclusion, um, and also developing employability and other support services by supporting people to maximise opportunities. And also um, for us to have engaged with communities in Leith and North Edinburgh to maximise our impact on meeting specifically identified local needs. Um, but as you may imagine, the community aspect is something that's firmly embedded in our group's strategic goals. Community is everything. Um, it's home. Um, it's that word community that represents somewhere we feel part of, included, loved, safe. You know, so improving communities where we can and making our customers feel that they belong and they have the support if they need it is a vital element of our driving force. Yes, well, I know that um, Paul has engaged in a variety of initi initiatives to, to help all of this, you know, help, as you say, improve lives of its customers. So can you tell us what some of these initiatives are? Sure. Um, Polha's development team delivers a range of housing option and tenures, including homes for social and mid-market rent, um, as we've discussed, and that means people have access to affordable, comfortable places to call home. Um, and, you know, that's the, obviously the, the most important thing. Um, I don't know who it was that coined the phrase housing is a right, not a privilege, mm -hmm. because you see it being used globally now, it seems. You know, it's not just local, you know, housing charities that are saying it. It's, mm -hmm. it's all over the world. I'm, I'm seeing this being posted. But it is so true. Yeah. And um, in addition to building new homes and improving the landscape of Leith and North Edinburgh, we're also committed to the long-term investment in our local community. Um, so everything from local community groups, and that could be things like allotments, gardening, arranging meetings with other neighbours and um, establishing good relationships that way uh, to back to work skills, interview techniques, Gosh. assistance with CVs, job applications and so on. Um, and then internally, uh, right now we have an anti-racism group which is currently exploring opportunities internally and you know out there in, in the public um, and an eco-warriors group too um, which has started internally but these both may well expand out to involve the community in time um, there are plans for that to happen um, because we are obviously keenly aware that those are areas that that you know we could be uh, developing in too yeah. um, our tenancy support team internally at Polha for our customers assist with 
everything from setting up a bank account to email use, uh, debt advice and you know money management, benefit applications and the like. And then there's also a wide variety of external key organisations who we can refer customers to, depending on the type of support they require. Um, and many of them are locally based and you know easily um, gotten in touch with. Um, but there's always more that can be done, so we may well be adding to our existing support network and community initiatives in the coming years. Mm -hmm. Gosh, but there is an incredible level of support from yourselves, isn't there, for your tenants? Yeah. Well, POHA has recently been awarded an internationally recognised excellence award from the European Foundation for Quality Management. So what exactly does this status mean for POHA? Well, I mean, we update and retrain our team members to ensure we can continue to deliver a customer service level, which is professional, efficient, um, treats everyone impartially, fairly, with respect, um, and also remembering to treat each other with respect, especially in these challenging times where, you know, many are still working from home and that sort of isolation and change to what we're all used to can affect you in, in ways that you may not even realise, mm -hmm. you know, so it's supporting each other as well. And um, despite all the difficulties that COVID brought us in the industry and um, throughout, um, Paul has secured a five-star excellence award from EFQM. And um, what this status enables us to do is evaluate and demonstrate efforts to improve performance against a range of globally recognised definitions of excellence. Um, so we're extremely proud of this and everyone in our team for helping us achieve it. Definitely. No, it's very well done. Um, well, now kind of just ending kind of the podcast on a kind of more lighter personal note. Um, I know you're passionate about travelling and also theatre. So obviously they've both been hindered by the pandemic. Mm. So have you got, now that restrictions have eased a bit, have you got... Have you booked anything in either of those areas at all? Well, ish. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to a more normal social calendar uh, mm -hmm. next year and getting back to the Playhouse more. And um, we've got tickets for Book of Mormon already, oh, great. which has been pushed back twice. Oh, so yeah. we're we're really looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. And then um, oh, being... Is that not written by... Is that the South Park? Um, just wrote Book of Mormon? Yes. Right? Is it Thank Trey... Matt Parker and Trey Stone, Stone or something yes, like that? Yes, yes. From memory, my so, yeah. <laughs> deteriorating no, memory. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Somewhere in the back of the head there's a, something that recalls. Somewhere yeah, I think there. so. Mm -hmm. And then uh, being Halloween season, yeah. uh, recently we went to the Rocky Horror Picture Show oh, um, at the Bathgate Cinema and that was really was good, good, really fun. Yeah. Um, there was a bit of audience involvement there <laughs> um, and a bar, so it was oh, even well, more fun. Yeah. Um, but I cannot wait for Phantom to come back oh, because yeah. that is my... You know, mm -hmm. my absolute favourite. I, I think. When was that last year? It was a long, long time. A few years ago, I think oh, it was I due to was come back bad. and then uh, pushed, pushed back. So right. I'm hoping it's back next year. But I remember seeing it when I was about thirteen. Mm -hmm. Um, at music class, so, you know, mm -hmm. it was an excursion type thing yeah. to the playhouse, and um, back then there was much less of a presence of health and safety as there is these oh, days. Gosh, right. And um, it was that scene where the sh the new chandelier oh, comes down, down. Mm -hmm. yeah, and you know all the light bulbs shatter, and uh -huh. it actually swung out into the audience, uh -huh. and you just heard the whole auditorium <laughs> scream, you know. And I remember looking up, and I think uh -huh. it was just like a light switch moment in my head. I thought. 
this is incredible, yeah. and um, I've just loved loved theatre ever yeah. since, especially Phantom. That's oh, yeah, definitely. That moment's never left me. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. But travel-wise, uh -huh. um, no immediate plans, but I'm hoping for a wee Euro trip somewhere next year. Yeah. That'd be nice. Oh, miss it. Wait. Greek tomatoes, miss yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> no. Oh, I mean, you travelled to India, did you not, from north to south just before the pandemic? We did. And, uh, yeah, you're keen to return, so... I don't know, what's the main aspects, you know, what, what main things of India make you want to return? Well, I mean, we were very lucky because we went just before uh, COVID hit in uh, December 2019, we, we returned and um, we'd gone from uh, Shimla, which is up uh, towards um, the Himalayas, all the way down to Goa. Right. Um, and various stops and excursions in between. I'm terrible, I tend to get all the cities and the regions mixed up, but um, <laughs> we hit about sort of eight or nine spots on yeah. the way and uh, just absolutely incredible. A, a vast, vast country. I mean, you wouldn't believe how long yeah. it takes to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a couple of coach trips and train rides, you know, <laughs> they were fun. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, but sights to see, really amazing. <laughs> Exactly, uh, Scott Rail, not not the same, but um, honestly, so so rich in history and people just so warm and inviting, and the food is just incredible. Yeah. And um, one of my other sort of passions in life, it's a wee bit boring actually, but it's just fun. being in the kitchen and yeah, cooking. Yeah, making a bit still bit food. I'm starving. I had a big <laughs> breakfast. I've got no reason to be starving, but you mentioned that the Greeks food. Uh, like, I know. So but yeah, you're good in the kitchen, aren't you? I love it. I uh -huh. just love it. I love cooking. And Indian and Pakistani cuisine are my favourite things to cook. Nice. And um, but the food over there just mind blowing, mm. incredible. So dying to go back one day. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it won't be too long in the future. But Hope listen, Mark, so. it's been a pleasure. Yeah, pleasure lovely speaking to, speak to, to you. you. Thanks so much for coming on. And you. Thanks, Gillian. I'm Gillian Sandler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk.